Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. I decided to put the baby led weaning summit together. I've invited 17 credentialed feeding experts and they're going to be sharing their knowledge and expertise and baby led weaning best practices to help ease this transition into solid foods for you and your baby. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. All right, guys, tell me honestly, what's the scariest part about your baby starting solid foods? Is it your baby's gagging and you think maybe they're going to choke on food? Is it your baby's not hardly eating anything at all and you're wondering if you're doing this whole thing wrong? Or what about dealing with other people who maybe don't understand why you're skipping traditional parent-led spoon feeding? Well, there are lots of fears that can hold us back from helping our babies achieve their self-feeding success. And in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through some of the biggest baby led weaning fears, and I'm going to have my fellow feeding experts address them individually for you. So each of the five baby led weaning experts featured on today's episode are all going to be presenters at the upcoming baby led weaning summit. So the baby led weaning summit is a free online event that I'm hosting. It's featuring 17 different feeding experts from around the world. And they're gathered in one place over six days to teach you the latest in infant feeding and to support your baby's success in baby led weaning. There's 
Never been in an event like this before. We're billing it as the biggest baby led weaning event because already where the registrations are at, we can tell it's going to be huge. It's six action-packed days of advanced baby-led weaning training from the leading credentialed experts in the field. So it's going to run from October 18th to the 23rd of 2021. It's online, totally free to attend. All you have to do to register is go to blwsummit.com. And then once you're signed up, when the summit starts, each day of the summit, you'll receive an email that will have links to that day's expert speaker presentations and baby-led weaning trainings and exclusive baby feeding discounts. It's basically like one big online baby led weaning party and it's totally free. So why are we doing the summit? Well, I know when you guys are trying to figure out baby led weaning that it can be confusing. And parents, to be honest, are too often still getting conflicting, outdated and even dangerous information about starting solid foods from non-credentialed, unreliable sources. So I decided to put the baby led weaning summit together I've invited 17 credentialed feeding experts and they're going to be sharing their knowledge and expertise and baby led weaning best practices to help ease this transition into solid foods for you and your baby. So the summit is for parents and caregivers, but also healthcare professionals who are interested in learning more about the emerging body of evidence that supports a baby led approach to starting solids as a safe and effective alternative to traditional spoon feeding. So To get signed up, go to blwsummit.com, snag your spot today. I only have one request for you guys for this event. Please, 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 can you tell two people about the Baby Led Weaning Summit? Maybe it's a friend who's impressed by all the foods your baby is eating, or it's another mom who's a little bit nervous like you are, and you guys are just starting out together, and maybe you want an accountability buddy as you guys are pushing your baby's palates together. You can also, if you want, tell your pediatrician, because we have lots of healthcare professionals on the summit too dietitians, occupational therapists, speech therapists, physicians. Basically, if you're interested in baby feeding, come to the Baby Led Weaning Summit. Our keynote speaker is going to be none other than Jill Rapley. You guys may know her from a number of interviews I've done with her here on the podcast, but she's the founding philosopher of the Baby Led Weaning Movement. She's the author of the original Baby Led Weaning book. Um, We're going to have Marian Nessel joining us and Marsha Dunn-Klein and David Stukas. It's like who's who of the baby feeding world. And it's all online. It's totally free, but you got to get signed up to get all the links, blwsummit.com. So let's go ahead and dive into the biggest fears and advice for overcoming infant feeding fears from five of our baby-led weaning experts who will be speaking at the Baby-Led Weaning Summit. All right, first up, let's talk about choking, okay? Choking is such a pain point for parents and they're so worried that their baby is gonna choke when you start solid foods, regardless of what modality you choose. But we're gonna be doing tons of choking prevention education inside of the Baby Led Weaning Summit. So my first expert feeding guest today is Dr. Amy Brown. So Amy Brown does most of the Baby Led Weaning research, or she does a lot of it. And then she does a great job of interpreting the research that all of her colleagues are doing, because it can get a little dense sometimes, I want to be honest. But she breaks it down and she's always teaching us, listen, babies who do BLW, no higher risk of choking than our babies who do traditional spoon feeding, provided that the parents are educated about reducing choking risk. So Lots of choking advice coming your way. Let's hear from Amy Brown. Every single study that has been published that has included choking risk amongst baby-led and spoon-fed babies shows that there's no increased risk. And that makes complete physiological sense. I mean, when you start thinking about it, why why would babies be choking on this? They, They are designed once they are able to pick food up and put it in their mouth. They have those tongue skills. They have those jaw skills. They're able to eat those foods. It's fine. I think the choking method probably pushed by those who are pushing 
specialised baby foods because once you realise that babies don't need these really smooth purees, well, that kind of removes an entire market um, from existence. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. It's really difficult to design a study around choking but were being given occasional finger food were the ones who are actually most likely to choke because it was so novel to them and they had learned to eat their food in a very different way. So if you think about the process of eating a puree with those really, really fine purees, it's, it's being put quite far back in the baby's mouth and the baby is essentially drinking it really. And that's a bit odd when you think about it. We shouldn't really be drinking our food. But when a baby is picking something up, it goes towards the front of their mouth. They're in control of it. They're learning to chew. So what we thought was happening with that data with those spoon-fed babies when they were being given those finger foods. And sometimes the finger foods are quite soft. So parents had worried so much that they'd given really softly cooked carrots. It was quite mushy that the baby was automatically just swallowing it straight down without thinking about chewing it because they were so used to their food being you know swallowable rather than needing needing to chew it so it's a bit like sometimes adults can choke as well amy and her team are doing such important research to support baby led weaning as a safe and effective alternative to traditional parent-led spoon feeding but so are a number of our other blw summit speakers and when it comes to the mechanics of swallowing we have to have the leading SLP in baby led weaning, Dawn Winkleman, join us. She's also known as Miss Dawn SLP. She's going to talk about how to offer foods and what shapes to offer them in so that you guys can reduce choking risk. Here's Dawn. Yes, I like to offer strips of food. And as compared to cutting food up into very small bites. And the rationale behind that is if your baby overstuffs, and baby is feeling that in their mouth that there's too much food. If they're tiny pieces of food, baby can't get that out of their mouth. They don't have the oral motor skills to spit out really forcefully or find that tiny piece of food that's been cut up with their tongue. They don't have those oral motor skills yet. But if you have them cut up in either a spear or a strip form, then they can pull out that strip that they have held into their little chunky little fist and pull that out. And so it decreases that risk of choking because they can actually save themselves, if you will, and be able to pull that out. Now, some of you get worried about choking 
for another reason. It's because your baby might be an overstuffer. And so what do you do if your baby has a tendency to shove food in his or her mouth? Well, Dawn has an answer for you guys too. There's so many things that we can do to be able to decrease the risk of overstuffing. The first thing that I tell families to do is be proactive. Get some meals ready before your baby really starts showing those extreme signs of hunger. So if your baby starts showing you a few cues that they're hungry, let's start the ball rolling because basically overstuffing can start to occur and it can be habitual for babies who have been waiting to eat and are really tuned into their hunger cues. And so they'll grab all that food and just stuff it into their mouths. And so the first thing is we can, you know, be proactive and and start. Don't wait till the baby gets really, really hungry. Right. Where they're screaming or crying or just, you know, you can tell that baby's getting fussier. So we want to be proactive. And then the second thing is that we want to offer a high chair with a footrest. Clinically, I find that babies have decreased overstuffing episodes when they're seated comfortably and safely in a high chair with a stable and adjustable footrest. If they feel comfortable and they feel stable and they feel safe, they don't rush. And a lot of you may know that Dawn Winkleman is the feeding expert and product designer for Easy Peasy. They're a feeding company that makes the original silicone suction mats and bowls that we use for baby led weaning. But Dawn also designed all of their open cups and their infant age-appropriate utensils. So she's going to be presenting all about open cup and utensil milestone during her presentation, which is going to be on day two of the Baby Led Weaning Summit. So if you want to check out some of the easy-peasy feeding products that Dawn designed, especially if you have a baby six to 12 months of age, the tiny cup and the tiny spoons, she's going to be showing you how to use those along with some other important feeding milestones that you just want to know about so that your baby can be working towards them. If you want to check out Easy Peasy, I have an affiliate discount code KD10 that will get you 10% off all of the Easy Peasy products at easypeasyfun.com. So let's talk next about what to do if your doctor is not on board with baby led weaning. And Mona Amin knows a little bit about this. Mona is a pediatrician and a baby led weaning mom. And like a lot of us, she got some pushback from her own family when she started baby led weaning with her son, Ryan. So Dr. Amin is going to give you a little insight on what you can do if you're scared that maybe you can't do baby led weaning because your own pediatrician doesn't agree. I want to really talk about how you may feel that way because your friend says, oh, this is going well, or maybe social media people are saying that it's going well, but it's not always what you seem or what it seems like, right? People are going to have ups and downs in terms of their feeding journey or whatever parenting journey. And remember that every child is unique in how they're going to approach this, right? Just like developmental milestones, some children will take to baby led weaning like it was they were meant to do it. Some kids may need a little more patience, but your principles are there, right? How you're approaching them. And so remember that. Remember that your journey and your baby's journey and the pairing together is so unique. And I really want you to educate yourself. And we talk about education so much already, but educate yourself with a few resources. Like what I don't want is that you are fishing, even from the reputable people, like the people who are educated in this, don't go to like four different places for that information because there may be nuances there, but really go to a trusted opinion and trusted advice and say, you know what? I want to follow this and maybe one other just to get two opinions on one topic. Mona Amin is going to be presenting more on this topic on the third day of the Baby Led Weaning Summit. Her presentation is entitled How to Talk to Your Pediatrician About Baby Led Weaning. And you can sign up at blwsummit.com if you need some guidance on a few language tweaks that you can make and implement to help get your provider on board or to educate them about baby led weaning or 
how to deal if they've just decided they don't want to do it, but you want to stay with that pediatrician. She's got some amazing tips. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, let's tackle another fear that holds parents back sometimes from doing baby led weaning. Or maybe they'll start with baby led weaning, but then they don't stick with it and they quit and they go back to purees. We see this all the time where families will get super gung-ho in the first few days and they're jamming through those simple starter foods like avocado and banana and sweet potato, but they're not trying trickier textures. They're not doing the allergenic foods. They're really not getting the variety that babies need and they get stuck on those starter foods. So we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen to you. And our next guest expert speaker, Karina Venter, is gonna help shift your mindset if you're a little stuck on what foods you should be feeding your baby. Karina is a PhD dietitian. She is internationally renowned for her work in preventing pediatric food allergy. She works extensively in infant feeding and research. And Karina Venter is really, really honing in on this message of diet diversity. And she's gonna share what she wants parents to know about how vital it is for babies to achieve diet diversity. With increased diet diversity, so increased food variety in the first year of life, we see reduced prevalence of food allergies up to six years of age. And so um, ever since I've read um, Dr. Caroline Rude's paper, I really wanted to do my own study. And so I was really excited um, at the beginning of this year when finally my data from England on the Isle of Wight was published, showing that increased diet diversity, whether we measure it as just complete diet diversity, so whichever food they've eaten, we count, whether we focus on increased fruit and vegetable diversity, or whether we focus on increased food allergen diversity, we always saw reduced food allergy outcomes over the first 10 years of life. I know that the thought of introducing so many new foods can seem overwhelming early on in baby led weaning, but all of the experts inside of the Baby Led Weaning Summit are going to give you practical tips to make this happen in your own household. So head to blwsummit.com to get signed up and get advanced free online baby led weaning training from 17 of the leading feeding experts from around the world from October 18th to 23rd. That's at blwsummit.com. Now we can't do an episode about baby led weaning fears if we don't address the elephant in the room, which is the introduction of allergenic foods. I know this is such a point of contention for parents. They're like, I know the research says I should do these allergenic foods early and often, but I don't know how, or I'm scared that my baby is going to have an allergic reaction. And so I am doing a whole day of allergenic food introduction tips and tricks and research and presentations by the leading pediatric allergists around the world. And Dr. David Stukas is definitely right up there. I know a lot of you guys may follow him on social at allergykidsdoc. He's been on the podcast a number of times. He has such a great way of making us feel less fearful about introducing allergenic foods. So let's hear from Dr. Stukas. The best test is what happens when you eat a food. Because if you have a food allergy, and for today's conversation, we'll refer to food allergies as immunoglobulin E or IgE antibody-mediated reactions. If you have a food allergy, every single time you eat that food, no matter what form, you should have pretty rapid onset within minutes rarely longer than a couple hours later, reproducible symptoms. Objectively, I should look at you and say, wow, you're having a food allergy reaction. 
because various parts of the body are involved. Most commonly, we'll see skin rashes or hives or itching. You can have swelling often of the lips or the face. It can involve nausea, vomiting. You can have wheezing. You can have anaphylaxis, which is any combination of those systems, uh, symptoms that progress rapidly. So if you're eating a food without having any of those symptoms, uh, you're not allergic to the food. It's as simple as that. Um, so the best test that we spend our time trying to elicit is what happens when you eat the food. If you have chronic symptoms and you can't identify specific foods that are causing the symptoms or symptoms are occurring randomly, you probably don't have a food allergy. We have done an amazing job as pediatricians and allergists at simply scaring the hell out of parents everywhere. And the reason why is because 20 years ago, we thought it was the best advice to avoid giving certain foods. The recommendations were give no dairy until one, no eggs till two, no nuts or seafood till three. And if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, don't eat anything at all because you're going to cause your kid to have food allergies. Well, it turns out that there wasn't much evidence to support that. It made sense based upon our understanding of the immune system at the time. As research and science has evolved, we now have wonderful randomized controlled trials that really support the earlier that we give allergenic foods to babies and keep it in the diet. Let them eat it. Don't rub it on the skin. We want to let them eat it, expose it to the immune system through the gut and keep it in the diet on a consistent basis. That's our best path towards preventing food allergy. So, you know, we have a lot to undo, a lot of harm that has been done, a lot of psychology that's been, you know, that goes into this as well. And Dr. Stukas will be presenting at the Baby Led Weaning Summit. He's going to be talking about what do I do if my baby has an allergic reaction to food? And this is an important one. If you guys have anyone else who helps you feed your babies, I know sometimes you're scared to let anyone feed, but sometimes in real life, we have to have other people helping us. So they should know what to do in the event of an allergic reaction to food. So don't forget, invite two other people, please, to the Baby Led Weaning Summit. Again, it's totally free, blwsummit.com. That's running from October 18th to the 23rd. And I hope to see you guys there. Thank you to all of our experts who contributed their knowledge and advice to this episode. And we'll be hearing from each of them across the six days of the Baby Led Weaning Summit. Again, that's blwsummit.com. Go get signed up. It's gonna be a ton of fun and I can't wait to see you guys there. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Bye now. 